Good evening. I'm Paul Durienzo with the headlines. President Joe Biden announced Friday the United States would begin airdropping humanitarian aid into Gaza. In the coming days, we're going to join with our friends in Jordan and others in providing airdrops of, of uh, additional food and supplies into Ukraine and seek to continue to open up other avenues into Ukraine, including the possibility of a marine corridor. And in a sign of the times during the previous clip, you might have noticed President Biden confusing Gaza, where he's promoting a six-week humanitarian truce with Ukraine fighting a war against nuclear-armed Russia. More on that later. On Thursday, at least 115 Palestinians were killed by Israeli forces where trucks have been unloading food assistance for refugees. Gaza has been facing near-famine conditions under months of bombardment by Israel. The Palestinian Health Ministry announced more than 30,000 have died since October 7th. During a hearing before the House Armed Services Committee, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin confirmed those numbers and added more to the story. Mr. Secretary, about how many Palestinian women and children have been killed by Israel since October 7th? It's over 25,000. Mr. Secretary, about how many precision-guided munitions has the United States given Israel since the beginning of the war? I don't have that number at my fingertips, but uh, we have uh, endeavored to... Mr. Secretary, it's about 21,000 precision-guided munitions to Israel since the start of the war. The United Nations and aid groups have warned of famine in North Gaza, where food aid has been blocked by Israeli forces. Nearly the entire 2.4 million people of Gaza have been uprooted, and more than a million are huddled at the border city of Rafah, where Israel has threatened an invasion. National Security Spokesperson John Kirby. What yesterday's event underscores, uh, and certainly underscored for the president, is the need to continue to find alternative routes an alternative means of getting humanitarian assistance into to Gazans. It certainly underscores the importance of that. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency, or UNRWA, provides 87% of all aid to Palestinians, but an allegation by Israel that a dozen of the agency's 13,000 workers in Gaza had ties to Hamas, presented without evidence, has led the United States to suspend funding for the group. John Kirby. No, the suspension of assistance to, to uh, UNRWA... Um, what was left unallocated is still suspended. There's been no change in our policy on that, and we're working with uh, other aid organizations like the World Food Program who are on the ground uh, to assist with distribution as well. In a victory for Palestinian supporters in Great Britain, British politician George Galloway, a vociferous supporter of Gaza, won an off-election as a member for the British Parliament. Galloway addressed Labour Party leader Keir Starmer, a staunch opponent of ceasefire. Keir Starmer... This is for Gaza. You have paid and you will pay a high price. Galloway got 40% of the vote. And in more from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's appearance before Congress, the Secretary was being grilled by GOP members about the circumstances surrounding Austin being AWOL for a medical procedure in December. But a Democrat asked Austin, his prediction if a supplementary military aid package for Ukraine fails. If Ukraine falls, I, I really believe that uh, NATO will be in a fight uh, with, uh, with, with Russia. Generally, it's time to expire. Chair, I recognize generally. It's the latest and tough talk between the two nuclear-armed rivals. President Vladimir Putin on Thursday asked the West rhetorically, are you risking nuclear war? 
And in local news, a sad memorial today as family members and top city and state officials gathered at the Brooklyn Bridge where Ari Halberstam, a teenage yeshiva student, was killed by a gunman who shot into a van full of students on March 1st, 1994. Ari's mother is Devorah Halberstam. And as they reached the merging point at the tip of the bridge, at this very ramp, at 10.21 in the morning, the terrorist begins firing at the van. Two other students were wounded. One still suffers the effects of the wounding. Attorney General Tish James is there and remembers the day. It was a day when I was trying to decide what I was going to do with my life. And it was a day that I always remember Deborah seeing her on television and seeing her tears and how she spoke just powerful. In related news, another day of remembrance could have been February 25, 1994, a week before the events in New York at the Brooklyn Bridge when Baruch Goldstein, who was born in Brooklyn and living in Israel, opened fire with an assault rifle at a sacred spot in the West Bank town of Hebron, killing 29 Palestinian worshippers and wounding 125 others. Paul Durienzo, New York.